an absolutely beautiful day to listen to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It is snowing outside. It is April, April 20th. And it's snowing. Are we getting used to this in Illinois? Like, why is it snowing in the Midwest in April? Rain? Okay, sure. Flowers blooming? Okay, sure. Still no flowers. We're starting to see a few. But it's snowing. Not accumulating. Nothing sticking on the ground. Nobody can build snowmen. But it is legitimately snowing. It was sleeting for just a tad. At least I thought it was sleeting this morning, like early, early morning. And then snow. Life is absolutely insane. And we have a lot of insanely crazy, awesome things to talk about on this episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. This is episode 165. Special guest, We The Least, a band out of Mendota, Illinois. I can't even call them like a rock band or a Christian band or a country band or any niche. They kind of jump around. They have their own sound and whatever they're vibing, whatever they're feeling, that's what you hear. It's a beautiful thing, awesome music. The conversation with them, absolutely fantastic. Lots of laughs, lots of jokes. Great people to talk about music, candy bars. Oh man, so much awesomeness. I'm gonna let you hear for yourself. Some things I wanna talk about before. First off, shout out to Alex Smith. Retired yesterday, April 19th, after 16 years in the NFL. Drafted by San Francisco 49ers. Went to Kansas City Chiefs, then ended his career Washington football team. Started off real rocky. People were thinking he was a bust, like just a bad player. But he went through, it seemed like a different offensive coordinator or a different head coach every single year for his first like five years. Then he leaves, goes to Kansas City, Colin Kaepernick comes in, takes San Francisco to a Super Bowl. Goes to Kansas City. Alex Smith shows his value as a quarterback. Andy Reid, of course, big proponent of that. Big reason why. Hall of Fame coach making good players show that they're good players. Or actually made a good player a great player. I think Alex Smith's best years of his NFL career were at Kansas City when he was healthy and when Andy Reid was guiding the show showing him what to do. Then a guy named Patrick Mahomes comes along. Alex Smith leaves, goes to Washington. Mahomes takes Kansas City to two Super Bowls, wins one. Washington, that isn't going to happen because they don't have the ownership to do that. They don't have the surrounding players to do that. That's not going to happen in Washington. But gets crazy injured, like breaks his leg, like off. Somebody was outside of... The stadium carrying his leg. That's how bad this injury was. Smith showing the competitor. Showing the love of the game. His love for his family. There is an Instagram video where he spoke about his retirement. About his family. About the injury. Coming back. Gotta check that out on Instagram. Anyway. Horrible, horrible injury. Comes back. NFL comeback player of the year last year. And he deserved every bit of it. No, he did not have MVP numbers. No, he didn't look like he was going to take Washington to a Super Bowl. But did he look like a credible NFL quarterback that had his leg being carried by somebody else outside of the stadium to playing amazing football on the field? Yes, he did exactly that. Deserved the award. And that is just a highlight, a small highlight of what Alex Smith was as a football player. Not the best quarterback. He's not compared to the GOATs, Tom Brady. 
John Elway, Joe Montana. Not compared to them, but a solid, steady quarterback that wanted to win. He won everywhere he went. That's an NFL quarterback and a guy that deserves to be saluted and a proper shout-out from his career of the NFL. This other announcement, nah, not so awesome. Well, sort of. Derek Shaven, Chauvin, don't know how to say his name and don't really care, was the officer in Minnesota who killed George Floyd in the middle of a riot, had his knee on his neck. There is videos. You know what I'm talking about. It has been all over the news. It has been a topic of discussion all across the country since it happened. Today, he was found guilty of killing him. Didn't matter if he was a police officer. You don't keep your knee on somebody's neck for nine minutes, I think, was the time. Think that they're going to survive and then think it's not your fault after it happens. He had not a gun on him. He was not trying to come at you, nothing like that. And now he's gone. There are other things in the background. George Floyd being a drug addict or a criminal or whatever. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Nobody deserves to die in the middle of the street because a cop is putting their knee on their neck and they can't breathe. Nobody. There was no trial. He wasn't up for anything, so there's no like death sentence. I am not a lawyer. I am not a judge. Nothing to do with law. But it just seems common sense that that's not how that should happen. So Derek Chauvin, found guilty, should be. This will be a happy day for many, many, many citizens of the United States of America. I am your host, Brandon LaChance. Thank you for joining us. As always, those are just a couple of the things we're going to speak about on this episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. First, let's do the plugs. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and our website, www.rss.com backslash podcast with an S backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Social media. Edge of Your Seat P on Twitter and Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Facebook. Big thank you, props to Brian Cavelli for doing the intro and outro beat. Much love to Cavelli, fellow SIU alum, a good friend, and a friend of the podcast. Week 5 of Illinois High School football wrapped up over the weekend. Man, it's getting hard to keep teams out there between COVID and just trying to protect the players, the coaches, the family, everybody around. We knew this was going to be difficult coming into it. Everybody has done the best that they can from the players, the coaches, the administration, fans, parents, trying to get through this COVID-19 thing as best as possible while keeping everybody safe. So some teams did not get to play this week. Some teams, this is their last week. Some teams, week five was the second to last with week six coming up this Friday, this Saturday, and we'll wrap up the football season, the shortened COVID-19 season. This segment we're talking about what Illinois high school football teams did in week five is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. Let's start with Amboy. Amboy is now one in three, lost to Milledgeville over the weekend, 50 to 14. In their last game of the season, Burrow Valley fell to St. Bede, 35-16. Burrow Valley finishes 0-4. Byron picked over a tough victory over Big Northern Conference foe Winnebago, 
28-25 to move to 3-1. Cole City in their last game of the season. 14-12 victory over Reed Custer. That was a tough one. 14-12. Had to be hard hitting. Lots of running. Cole City gets the job done. Finishes 4-1. DeKalb. Don't know if they're going to have another game. On the schedule it says TBA to be announced. So we'll see if they get a week 6 game in. But DeKalb is now 2-2 two two after falling 28-21 to Nikea Valley. Dixon with a last second touchdown over Stillman Valley gets a victory 2019 to move to 1-2. and two. They are one of few big northern teams that actually got to play this week. Six teams did not play, ended their season. Dixon, Stillman Valley, Winnebago, and Byron being the only teams that still played in the big northern conference. We will see how that develops and if they are going to play. But Dixon... 1-2 now, that big victory over Stillman Valley, 2019. Geneseo, another close, tough game. Defeating Rock Island, 23-15. Bruce Moore, 154 yards on the ground. The Leaves are now 3-2 with one more game to go. In their last game of the season, the Red Devils of Hall fell to Rock Ridge, 56-31. Hall finishes 1-4 on the season. Also a Three Rivers Conference team in their last game of the season, Kiwani, a tough loss to Farmington, which was kind of a last-second plan. They were supposed to face somebody else. Farmington goes, you know what, we got this. Farmington hands Kiwani a 49-20 loss. Kiwani finishes 2-2. Two two. Anawan Weathersfield came into the game with a 3-1 record, same as Mercer County. Anawan Weathersfield the Titans leave with the victory. Now 4-1, taking out Mercer County 22-14. LaSalle, Peru's Reese Kurtz will never forget this game. 1-18 left on Friday. A 20-yard touchdown reception to give the Cavaliers a 2019 edge over Morris and then hold on to beat the Redskins. LP 20, Morris 19. The Cavaliers are undefeated still. 4-0, one game left against Kalen at home on Friday. Big, big game for LP. Knocking out Morris, a tough perennial powerhouse. The Cavaliers get the job done. Morris is going to come back strong. Next year when they play again, they're going to be ready. Morris is a tough football team that holds this against you. You beat them, they're coming back. So we'll see what happens in the future. Mendota was one of the big Northern Conference teams to get their game slash season canceled. Mendota finishes one and two. Morris already mentioned they are now three and two after falling to LP. But they have back-to-back -back losses after starting three and zero, fell to Sycamore, fell to LP. Like I said, they're gonna come back. They're gonna be hungry next year. Next time they see Sycamore, the Cavaliers on the football field. Better be ready. Better be ready. Newman falls to 3-1 last game of the season as they fall to Princeton 28-14. That was a battle of the unbeatens, and that is always a big matchup. If you're in the Three Rivers Conference and you're playing Newman, that is probably the biggest matchup. That's the team. Always has a target on their back because they are always, always juggernauts. Last year winning the Class 2A state championship. Always going to have that target on their back. 
Oregon, another big Northern Conference team. Season's over. They finish 1-2. Marquette out of Ottawa with a monster 48-6 victory over Monmouth United. They're now 3-2 on the season. Ottawa falls to 0-5 with a 44-14 loss to Caneland. Caneland now 4-1 as they get ready for LP. St. Bede had that big victory over Barrow Valley, 35-16, to move to 4-1, which will be their season record as their season is over. Plano had their game with Sandwich canceled. They're 1-3 right now. What I've seen is they're still trying to get a game six worked out, but they canceled week five, COVID-19 stuff. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have a week six. Princeton, like I said, was undefeated against Newman and stays that way. Now 5-0. Tyler Gibson, the senior quarterback, ran for a touchdown while throwing two others. Huge victory, 28-14 for Princeton over Newman. Rochelle falls to 1-4 as Sycamore defeated them 33-7 in an Interstate 8 battle. Previously mentioned, Sandwich had their Week 5 game against Plano canceled. They finished the season 0-3. Seneca, their first win of the season over Dwight, 32-6. I said last podcast that I was talking about high school football, that Seneca was going to get one. The last two games that they played had four overtimes. Four overtimes. They were hungry. They were itching, scratching, clawing, doing whatever they could to get a victory, and they got it. 32-6 over Dwight's. Seneca is now 1-3. Sterling stays undefeated with a 36-34 victory over Moline. Woo! Cutting it close, but got the job done. Quarterback Kale Ryan for Sterling. 245 total yards, 5 touchdowns. 5 trips to the end zone, helping Sterling stay undefeated. With this win, Sterling has now won 12 straight Western Big 6 Conference games the sixth longest record in the conference history. Two other teams have gotten to 16 straight wins, so we'll see if Sterling can hold on and set a new record. Streeter falls to 0-5 with a 44-25 loss to Lyle. Lyle running the ball all over Streeter. Streeter could not keep up. And like we mentioned earlier, Sycamore defeated Rochelle 33-7 to stay undefeated at 5-0. The high school football breakdown was brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership dedicated to being community first. After a miserable 2020 in every sense of the term, Mendota Shimmer Ford wants to make 2021 awesome and keep it that way with style, comfort, and great deals. Stop by and see the Ford Escapes redesigned. Great deals and ready for you to take home. The Escape is just one of the many options at Shimmer Mendota Ford as it has tons of new and used vehicles on the lot and even more on the website www.mendotaford.com Whether you shop online or at Shimmer Mendota Ford located just south of Mendota on Highway 251 Manager Ski Hartman and his associates Jason Hintz and Doug Safranek will use their expertise and understanding of the vehicle you're looking for to help you roll through 2021 just the way you want. Call 
539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries at Shimmer Mendota Ford. But high school isn't the only sports amazingness that is going on right now. Friday, Ottawa's Drake Stout was a runner-up in the Prep Tour Junior Open. We're talking golf at Oak Ridge in LaSalle. Congratulations to him. But he wasn't the only Ottawa one representing the Pirates on the golf course. Jonathan Cooper won the Junior Championship in a four-hole sudden-death playoff. Just crushing it. Ready to get on the greens. Trying to enjoy some weather. I know they were in coats and it was a little cold. But that doesn't stop their game from being good. They know how to play and they showed it at the prep tour. We're going to mix some college in with high school action this go-around. Hall graduate Cam McDonald, baseball player for University of Illinois, went three of four, an RBI, a double, and a walk to help the Illini defeat Michigan State 13-4. Track, it's here. 40 Cow, the distance medley relay, won a triad that featured Mascuda and Waterloo. The relay featured Jacqueline Crane running the 1200, Grace Alonji on the 800, Jalen Wood, 400, and Olivia Phillips, the 1600. Great job getting it done, and it's just here. Just now getting on the track. It's not like it's the end of the season, getting ready for state or a playoff. We're just now starting and pushing it through to win a triad. That's a lot of competition already early on in the season, getting the job done. Saturday, some volleyball action. Sterling defeated Geneseo 25-17, 25-22. Burrow Valley ended its season on the volleyball court by defeating Stark County. Boys soccer, Sycamore won the Interstate 8 Tournament Championship with a 3-1 victory over Kalen. Also on the pitch, Sterling lost its last match of the year 3-1. Back to baseball, Putnam County defeated Delavan in a doubleheader 11-8 and 5-1, picking up two victories on Saturday. Back to some college ball. McDonald at it again. Illinois defeats Michigan State University 15-8, but not before McDonald goes 1-4, two runs, an RBI, and a walk. Get an RBI double in the fifth to help Illinois defeat Michigan State. Sunday, again, McDonald wasn't done. Hits a two-run bomb in the bottom of the eighth to tie Purdue 4-4. But then the Boilermakers answered the next inning, the top of the ninth, with two runs of their own to defeat the Fighting Illini 6-4. Big props to McDonald, just showing his skills all over the place. In high school baseball on Sunday, Geneseo defeated Ottawa 7-1 in the first game of a doubleheader. Then Ottawa answers with an 11-3 victory. In a boys' soccer over the weekend, Naperville Central defeats DeKalb 2-0 in the Barb's last match of the season. Yesterday on Monday, big Northern Conference volleyball tournament action. First round, Byron defeated Stillman Valley 25-23, 25-18, but then went on to the quarterfinals and lost to Rock Falls 25-16, 31-29. Byron will play Genoa Kingston on Wednesday in the Consolation Semifinal. Genoa Kingston got there because they lost to Mendota in a quarterfinal. Mendota defeating the Cogs 25-19, dropping the second set 
8-25. And then the Spikers won the third one, 25-20. For Mendota, Jalen Fitzgerald, 10 kills, 3 blocks. Ella Massey, 22 assists, 11 digs. And Lauren Martin, 14 digs, 6 kills. Some more volleyball action on Monday. Sandwich defeated Rochelle in three sets, including 25-16 in the third. Morris knocked off LaSalle Peru, 25-16, 25-20. Trying to get some revenge for that football game. Sterling knocked off Belvedere North. Dropping the first set, 21-25, but picking up two and three, 25-12, 25-23. For the Golden Warriors, Brooke Borum had 16 kills. DeKalb defeated Elgin Larkin in two sets for DeKalb's last game of the season. And Kaylin defeated Ottawa 25-17, 25-12. On the baseball field, Merrill Valley 7, Newman 3. Good pickup, good win for the Storm. DeKalb knocked off Matea Valley 7-6 in a close, close game. And Henry Sinanchuan moves to 2-0 on the season with a 9-5 victory over Serena. Against Serena, the Mallards stole 13 bases. Woo! That's a lot of bases. That's a lot of running, a lot of stealing. Better call the police. Catch them. Catch them quick. Girls soccer. Streeter defeated LP 3-1 on Monday. Sasha Bruins with the lone goal for the Lady Cavaliers. Woo! That's a lot of action, but... Can't be too tired, right? Because we got to stay in shape. We got to stay physically fit. It's not easy. I mean, we got time and work schedules working against us. A lack of support system. Maybe motivation is low. You don't want to be judged or criticized of not supporting a gym rat body. Injuries are physical restrictions. But if you want to, you can get it done. There's a place for that. LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Brew Mall, across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not one time, not just one day a week. There are many options and classes only last one hour. A support group? LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. Motivation? The trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts of numerous movements, including body weight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided, pushed at a productive and comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting your first taste of physical fitness, everyone is welcomed and viewed as equals. You would go at your own pace. You wanna go hard? It's hello, how are you? Go get at it. You want a more relaxed approach? It's the same thing. Hello, how are you? Go get at it. Injuries and mobility restrictions are a huge priority at LP CrossFit as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com. Let's talk a little Chicago sports and then we'll get out of here to listen to We The Least in that amazing interview. First, we got to start with the Chicago Bulls. Last night, moving to 24 and 33 on the season. I don't know if that's much moving, but hey, it's in a forward progress movement as they knocked off the Boston Celtics 102-96. Nikola Vucevic 
the center who came over in a monster trade from Orlando Magic with 29 points, 9 rebounds for Chicago. For the Celtics, Jason Tatum, his first career triple-dub. Triple-double with 14 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Also for the Celtics, Jalen Brown scored 23. Both of them were all-stars this year. I'm proud of the Bulls because the big knock on them lately has been dropping fourth quarter leads. They get to the fourth and all of a sudden a team can just destroy them. They had a monster third, defeating the Celtics 32-18 in that quarter alone. And then in the fourth they were outscored, but only by two points, 30-28 for the Bulls to hold on to the six-point victory. It's good to see. Forward movement, that's what you're looking for. Hockey style, Blackhawks. 21-20-5 on the season. Lost to the Nashville Predators last night, 5-2. The goals for the Hawks were Alex DeBrinkett and David Kampf. Baseball going on right now and later tonight. The later tonight game, Chicago Cubs 6-9 against the New York Mets, who are 7-4. The projected pitchers for the Mets, Taiwan Walker. 0-0 on the season, but he does have 12 Ks and a 2.61 ERA. For the Cubs, supposedly it will be Jake Arrieta, who is 2-1, 3.18 ERA, 14 Ks on the year, the young year, as we're just getting it started. Right now, in the bottom of the fourth, the Chicago White Sox lead the Cleveland Indians 3-1. The Sox are 8-9. The Indians are 8-7, so this is a huge matchup every time they play in the American League Central Division. The three runs scored from the Sox so far in the game. Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson knocking bombs out of the park. Both hit solo home runs. The third run was off a Nick Magical sack grounder as Luis Robert gets to home, scoring the third run. We will see what happens there. But gotta love Chicago baseball going on, and both squads are fun to watch every single time they come up to the plate or up to the mound. You can watch baseball games, basketball games, hockey, whatever, wherever you want to, right? You can go to a bar, get a couple beers, go to a restaurant, get a meal, or you can do all of that at your own home. Be comfortable, wear some PJs, wear some shorts, whatever you want to do, it's your own home. But it's got to be cool, right? It's got to be comfortable. It's got to be how you want it to be because it's yours. It's your place. Olsa Construction is here to help you make it your place, make it comfortable in just the ways you want. Brothers Keith Miles and Tommy Olson will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels, Olsa Construction can do anything. For a free estimate, call Olsa Construction at 815-910-910. 5982. Check out the Olsa Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsaconstruction19 at gmail.com. Well, that's the intro. Thank you for joining us. As always, I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast. 
Check us out wherever you want to. Apple Music iTunes, Spotify, the website www.rss.com backslash podcast backslash edge of your seat podcast. Check out our post on Twitter, edge of your CP or Facebook, edge of your seat podcast. As always, much love, much appreciation for you checking us out. Listen to our guests and the great stories they have to share with us. We the least is no different. They have amazing stories and their journey just getting started. It's already fantastic. It's already interesting. It's already entertaining. Already worth a listen to on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Until next time, peace. I've been waiting for this forever. Like, I'm so happy yeah. to be here at the, what did we just call this? The Garage Mahal? The Garage Mahal, baby. Yes. That is the coolest name I've ever heard for a garage <laughs> in my life. Yes. I am here with We The Least in Mendota in a garage that is pretty big, so I get the name. Thank you for having me over and to talk about what you guys do, make music. I'm excited. We're yeah, so excited, thanks for, too. Thanks for coming over. So who do we got here? We got Michaela DeLong. Michaela DeLong, that's me. Nathaniel DeLong. Yeah. And Cordell May. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Like I said, we have been rescheduling probably for like two months. I had things going on. Cordell had something going on. Yeah. You had a birthday on the day that we were going to. Yeah. Completely forgot about my birthday. How do you forget I'm, about a birthday? I'm not sure. <laughs> As you get older, it's just yes. less important. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks for doing this. I'm really pumped. You just said you're pumped. Let's talk some music. First, We The Least. Where's the name come from? Hmm. So that. it actually comes from a Bible verse. It's John 3.30 which says he must become greater, I must become less. So in everything that we do, whether it's Christian music or secular music, because we do do both, but in everything we want Jesus to get all the glory. Mm -hmm. All right, very cool, very cool. Yeah. How long has We The Least been a band? When did you guys form? So like We The Least itself, we've, we've been about two years. Mm -hmm. right? Maybe like two and a half. We were that one band for a little bit. And <laughs> that's a funny story. That's the story, if you um, want to hear that. But Of course. Holy moly. Do you want me to tell that? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so R.I.P., we actually thought it would be so funny for our band name to be that one band because it's just like ironic, right? Mm. Probably like, what, two and a half years ago. It was like right before. Anyway, so we like released our first album. We're like, that one band, this is amazing. And like we kept waiting for it to post on Spotify and like all the other music sites. And it like wouldn't post. And finally, like a few weeks later, one of my friends texted me and he was like, hey, um, is this your band? And he sent me like a screenshot and it was this random band called That One Band, like an explicit rock band, <laughs> like terrible songs. And our album got posted under theirs. Under and them. so like yep. there's like streams went so up because of our music being under theirs. It was a disaster. So yep. we had to like take it all back down. We're like, guys, what do we need to call ourselves now? We had to come up with a new band name. Yep. And yep. then, so we came up with We The Least and re-released it. So we call ourselves re-released sometimes <laughs> as a joke. But yep. anyway, sorry, continue with. No, yeah. And like group. even the Facebook aspect of that. <gasps> so, so like funny. when we, because we made the Facebook page that one band, but when you're changing a page name, you're only allowed to change one word at a time. And so, <laughs> so we tried to don't know that. that. Yeah. And so we were we were that one band, and then that one least, and then that the least, and then finally we the least. Yeah. And then 
It was rough. And then he called me the one day because he like had changed it. To, it was that one leash, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I changed it. And he's like, and I got a notification that says, don't worry. We've notified all 1,200 of your followers that you have changed your page to that one least. And like somebody uh, commented on it too and was like, love the new band name. The new right. like, Glad you do. It's not our name yet. So, oh, so we've had a rough start, but it's okay. Yeah. We're yeah, good right. now. But but in the even before the this rough patch, not really rough patch. It was just funny. It's comical. But we've done uh, '80s cover stuff mm-hmm. for four years yep. before. We've done like Sweet Corn Fest and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, what else we do with with. Uh, we did like relay for life. Relay for life. Those right. events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nathaniel, honestly, Nathaniel and I. Well, you've been doing music your whole life too, mm-hmm. but Nathaniel and I have been in a sibling band of our own since like forever ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't had like a name or anything, but we've just been yeah. performing at camps and churches and just performing our whole lives and writing songs together. So, mm-hmm. added in Delster because he's a rock star and formed We the Least. Nathaniel and I did oh, a yeah. band in seventh grade. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we wrote fun. songs about the ISAT tests. It was and... only songs about seventh grade. Yep. Yep. Oh, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hadn't gone through puberty yet. So, so it cringy. Was very different. We still have some of those recordings. It's we great. do. Oh, so man. the voices were pretty high. Oh, oh yeah. Dude, his was oh. so high. No, but yeah. so was yours. It was, my, it's yeah, hilarious. Was high, that's true. I cry when I listen. Like, it's just so funny. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, so funny. You got to keep those around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, not going true. anywhere. Don't ever burn the masters. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, it, it's, it's illegal. No. Oh, my God. Oh, that's great. So, with that said, is Sunday's Best, the album that you thankfully let me listen to. I have listened to it, I said 10 times, but probably more. I had it like on a loop, just sure. playing over and over and over again. It's awesome. awesome. We're going to break it down in a minute. But is this your first one then? Sunday's best? Second. 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 Yep. Second. yep. The first one was our Disaster album that um, released under the wrong, you know, band. Gotcha. But this yeah. one, we actually, like the first album, we kind of threw songs together that we had all written on our own, like throughout mm-hmm. the years and stuff. Mm-hmm. This one's the first one we've actually like. I mean, thankfully, we've written, you know, quarantine when it COVID first came was not super exciting, but it did give us time to write songs. So mm-hmm. these songs are our more recent songs we've written in the last year and was more of a planned album, I would say, than the first one. So, yeah. so yeah, our second album. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> I have not heard the first one, but this sounds way more than planned. Like, it's well orchestrated. It's oh, well put together. Thank you, thank you. It sounds thank like you. you guys put in years to make this. Thank yeah. you. It really does. Thank you. Appreciate it. It really does. When did this come out? When did you guys decide to bring this out? So it was February 23rd that it released on all streaming services mm-hmm. and that we kind of made the announcement and put it on our website for people to buy. And so, yeah, February 23rd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the baby album. Yes. <laughs> We're talking about uh, streaming and uh, your website. Let's do the plugs now. Where can people listen to you before we jump into this album? You're this expert. Yeah, so we are on Facebook and Instagram for socials, and then we're on all music streaming services, so Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and then our website is www.wethelease.com, and we got everything there. We got merch and our music. and So, so yeah. you kept it simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> we have to add a bunch of numbers and yeah. like all that other stuff. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Venmo is Del May. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Send me money. Oh my God. <laughs> well, it looks like somebody's going to buy you food or something so you do not steal Michaela's Dude. ice cream sundae. They better yeah, because true. 
Dude. She was not very happy. This the funny <laughs> thing about this cover though is that like if you know us all three, like this just describes our like dynamic so well. I feel like like Nathaniel's just always like not in his own little world, but he's just chilling. He's kind of like the peacemaker. And then there's Dell being a goon, and there's me. Always being mad at us. <laughs> always yeah. mad at the boys' immaturity. Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, pretty accurate. That's and of course, we are talking about looking at the album cover itself. And Michaela's in the middle, holding a Sunday. Cordell's got his spoon going to the Sunday with a smile on his face. <laughs> Michaela's looking at him like, what are you doing, bro? And Nathaniel's looking straight ahead with his finger underneath his chin like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remain serious and calm. Yes. <laughs> and all dressed like you... It's Sunday's best. We're in our Sunday's best. Exactly. Heck yeah. A little play on words there, because we went with Sunday A-E instead of A-Y mm-hmm. for, the, for the album title, just because that's also us. Yep. <laughs> yep. Definitely puns. like puns. And so Sunday best as an ice cream Sunday and looking our, our hottest. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> looking our hottest. That's our motto. I yeah. like it. And in the Garage Mahal, I see the records, LPs, on the walls here, mm-hmm. yes. and then we got that in the background. So was this taken right there? This was taken yeah, right there. Yeah, it was. Definitely one. Had my dad take hall. some photos, and uh, he was not thrilled because I'm very like picky about pictures mm-hmm. when I'm not taking them. And I'm like, Dad, I need you to like go down like this, move over here like this. Yeah. And he was so annoyed. He's like, It's bedtime, and I'm like, Sorry, Dad, this has got to be good. So we finally went with that one. <laughs> yeah. So really, you just did what every woman does when you're trying to take a photo. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, that's yes. what happens. Just one more. Just yeah. one more. Just yeah. one more. Yeah, 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 just yeah, one yeah. more, I promise. Just stand over there. Tilt your head a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I've heard that a million times. Yep. As you guys know, walked into First State Bank where we kind of set this up, mm-hmm. and I work with all women. It's me and like 16 women on the floor, and we Man. do photos for every holiday. Uh-huh. And it is like that for every holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I have 16 of them telling us where to go and how to look and look. Goodness, goodness gracious. gracious. Yes. I feel that. <laughs> I love them all. Great coworkers, but that happens. Yes. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the music. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned the Garage Mahal many times. Walk up the steps, we got drums, piano, mics, guitars, a case for the cases. Like, you guys have a legit studio up here. Yeah. That takes money, that takes time, commitment, effort. Let's kind of break this down. You guys have been doing music for a long time. What kept it going and made it this big of a production? Real albums, real, you know, social media, real, you said, merch and stuff on a website. Mm -hmm. Real equipment. This isn't cheap stuff. This is nice equipment that Mm -hmm. professional bands have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What made you guys dive in and like, hey, this is what we're doing? I think a big part of it was that our dad kind of paved the way because he was in a band before us. So Mm -hmm. he was, I mean, what, 30 years ago, he was in a band and they were called Blue Jean Praise. Mm -hmm. So they would play at like churches and travel around and they would take our family with. So Michaela and I just kind of grew up watching that and there was one summer like we literally didn't even go to our home church like we were just at all these different churches every uh-huh. Sunday because they were always performing and we would just sit in the audience and be like that's our dad oh my yeah gosh. yeah so <laughs> some of the equipment dad. actually is his yeah and then some of the inspiration for us just starting in songwriting is because he did it first mm-hmm. well, okay and then how do you fit in this Cordell they have the dad music influence what got you into it and uh, you know join them and become this yeah. band. 
well, they found me on the street, and they're like, hey, you look like you can play a guitar. No, no. They were going to get you a new cardboard box. You know, like, yeah. I'll take a guitar instead. Yeah, I'll just live in a guitar. No, I mean, Nathaniel and I were, were really, really good friends <laughs> growing up, but Nathaniel doesn't remember. Um, I remember Nathaniel and I playing with, like, Tarzan action figures, but he does not recollect anything yep. of the sort. That was way back there. <laughs> but Nathaniel and I were really, really good friends, um starting in like sixth grade probably and i guess since then like we just kind of stuck together with it and yeah. um then michaela came along i ended up being her photographer for, i'm just kidding that's no. so true <laughs> no. that's so true no um but no i guess i've just kind of stuck around and you know I, I feel like i'm a part of the family and i'm invited to pizza nights without being invited to pizza nights true. so adopted brother right here. pretty much <laughs> pretty much i have the in it is more like yeah, it is kind of more like he's like an adopted sibling honestly yeah. at this point mm-hmm. like it started as that and then we kind of like morphed into a band but yeah yeah that's yeah. really like the root of it i would say yeah no for sure and now i keep a lot of my <laughs> instrument stuff up here as well in the <laughs> yeah. garage wall yeah um yeah that's pretty much how it how it came to be. Perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. They didn't kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we have all these instruments. Who can play what? Can you guys play everything? Mm. So I'm probably like the least aversive. Um, I play the piano. There's my beautiful piano over there. Um, I do play the flute. I play the ukulele. Like I know like a few chords. Um, and the guitar yeah. I started to learn. But I'm like mainly the piano player. And then mm. I sing. So yeah. Okay. And then I do all the core instruments, so guitar, drums, bass, piano a little bit. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I whip out the harmonica or the saxophone. You never know. <laughs> he thinks he thinks he's really good at the harmonica. Hey, hey. So. Just saying, piano man, I got it down. <laughs> yeah. yes. Oh, man. And I would say, like, kind of with Nathaniel, I do a lot of the core instrument stuff. I do a lot of bass for the band. Um, but do a lot of acoustic stuff as well, percussion, drum set stuff, and I guess I play ukulele and piano and all that stuff, but not much for what we do at least. Mm-hmm. So okay, but you, Nathaniel, have mentioned religion a couple times, and you know the meaning behind "We the Least," the the band name. Mm-hmm. But listening to this album, there's only a few references. Otherwise, besides talking to you guys and actually knowing, like I really wouldn't have known this is kind of like a not a religious album, but has that core as a, you know, a background. I really yeah. wouldn't notice at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of like, so Sunday Best, I was going to say this from earlier, but so Sunday Best is, we wanted it to be like, we have fun songs, but also like Sunday morning church. So like we have like those songs like about God. Roots. Yeah, yeah, so like that's like, you know, our faith is so important to us. And like we want other people to like see that with the way that we live and the way that we write songs. But also like life is real and we want to be like authentic with, the songs that we're writing as well. So yeah, that's kind yeah. of what our what our album uh, name Sunday Best means. So and I would say like even specifically with Spoons, the one that I wrote, like mm-hmm. it's not written with Christian lyrics necessarily, uh, but it's heavily based off of like Hebrews twelve, um, just talking about how like you know it says like for the joy set before him he endured the cross. Jesus endured the cross, and this idea of even though you're going through hard stuff, like there's something better to come. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. the song just kind of saying, like, hey, life may be really crappy. Life might not be the best right now, but the best is coming soon. Mm-hmm. So 
um, hold on to your spoon. <laughs> um, we will get into that. Yeah. I, I wrote notes on that. I was like, hey, oh, I really, sure. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. we'll for sure, for sure. We'll get into this. So, yeah, really like even, even if it's not like, hey, Jesus, Jesus, every every other line, it's mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that I it's think we write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, I would say that too. In the album, notice Michaela sings the first song, Daniel the second one, you the third one. Mm-hmm. Did you guys write the songs that you're the main singer of, or mm-hmm. did you guys all work together on those? Yep. We, yeah, yep. we did, <laughs> we did we stick to the ones on. that, the ones that we wrote, we mm-hmm. sing on them. In the future, we want to do more collaboration and write together and mm-hmm. kind of mix and match that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for now, it's just kind of whoever wrote it leads the song and the others just do the harmony and jump on. Yeah. Yep. And I kind of really like that. I actually wrote right here on my little notepad. There's individuality where you guys are singing your song and you can tell you wrote it, mm-hmm. but then you're a band as well and the harmonizing and you can see mm-hmm. or hear you know, somebody else from you guys in the song as well. Mm-hmm. So I right. thought that was really cool and well done. Our writing processes, like our collaboration processes, is a little bit different, I think, than maybe what people are used to or maybe have an idea of. Like, I would say, like, we usually come up with an idea, like ourselves, and then we bring it to the other two. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, what what do you, what can you do to add to this? Or what, what suggestions do you have? And so, like, the way it becomes, like, our song as a group is, like, how they can like their own creative ideas for it mm-hmm. it's i don't know i don't know yeah. how best to explain it but. Mm-hmm. no and like even like so the first song is millennial talk right yeah oh my mm-hmm. gosh i'm the worst <laughs> yes. band member yes. okay yeah so millennial talk so i wrote that and i wrote it in like one night which is unreal for me like these two like can crank mm-hmm. stuff out I mean, kind of. Nathaniel yeah. does. Nathaniel's really good. I am, like, very, like, same with my pictures. Like, I need to, like, take a long time and make sure it's perfect. And so it was, like, honestly shocking that one night I wrote Millennial Talk and just, like, finished it. It was so weird. But anyway, so I came and showed it to them at band rehearsal, and they were both like, yeah, dang, okay. And, like, they just, like, added stuff in. And Del's like, what if we do this on the chorus? And Nathaniel's like, what if we do this on the verse? You know, and we kind of just collabed on it and then worked with our producer um, and like brought it to life. So mm-hmm. just like hearing each other's ideas and opinions, like is so helpful when you've heard, you know, you've worked on a song for so long and yeah, you're hearing you the same thing yeah. and you're yeah. just kind of like done. It's the same as like writing, you know, and you just like see the same thing over and over again. So bringing it to each other <laughs> is kind of to get a fresh perspective and mm-hmm. it's kind of how we work yeah. and how we operate. So yeah. yeah. Perfect. You just mentioned producer. So it's you guys and then you have other people that kind of oversee things or how does that work? So we have a producer, his name is Nathaniel also, actually, mm-hmm. but he lives he's up... He's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He lives up in Elgin, Illinois, and so he just records all of our music and kind of helps with the creative direction of the songs, because Millennial Talk, the one that Michaela wrote, we have like our own live version of the yeah. song, mm-hmm. so Del and I added a lot of cool guitar and bass parts to it, but then our producer yeah. was like, okay, this is a pop song and took it in a totally different direction mm-hmm. and added like a bunch of synthy things and like samples and yeah. just made it sound like really, really cool for the studio version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's really talented and we he really is, like him. He is so him. good. Like I sent him the original recording of Millennial Talk, which is like, we had more of like an alternative rock kind yeah. of like version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I sent it to him and then we like showed up the day to record it and he had all the like background stuff like bopping and uh-huh. we just all sat there we're like oh my gosh this is so good yeah. like this is not what we were thinking at yeah. all but like 
has such a knack for that. And he also is a really good friend. Like, we yeah, just have cool. so much fun with him. Like, but he's honest, you know, yeah. in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just so much fun to work with. And, yeah. yeah, he's awesome. So you guys do the nuts and bolts. Put the masterpiece together. And this other Nathaniel, I'm going to call him the other Nathaniel. The other Nathaniel. <laughs> the other Nathaniel <laughs> polishes up in the complete project. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Before we hop into your music, I mean, everything we do, we always have inspirations or role models or somebody that, you know, we look forward to, to, you know, help us or, you know, even take, not take their style, but, you know, we snag this from this person, snag this from that person. Who are some people that, you know, your music, you can hear them in it or you're thinking about them as you're, you know, doing your music thing? Oh, man. We can start whoever. I know we love collectively. We love, like, Casey Musgraves. She mm-hmm. just has, like, amazing lyrics. And so, like, yeah. we try to challenge ourselves to, like, come up with clever lyrics. We're not trying to, like, say, like, cliche things that are, are in every song. So, I, I mean, I love her. She's one of yeah. my inspirations. I also love the band Camino. They're an alternative rock group. They're newer. Their vibe kind of inspired Millennial Talk. Um, I just love their music. Mm-hmm. We love classic rock. Not that our album maybe reflects that, <laughs> but um, I have the weirdest taste. I think same. I, have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Like I have different tastes for like different things that I'm trying to write. Like there's some bands that I listen to when I'm trying to like maybe look for more creative lyrics, and then there's some bands I listen to and I'm like I need something creative like instrumentally. Mm-hmm. I lean a lot towards like need to breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mumford and Sons. There's a band called the Paper, the Paper Kites. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Lawrence. There's this band called Lawrence that does a lot of like pop funk stuff, like um, contemporary funk sound stuff, and I'm all over the place. But yeah, I guess for me, it's different bands for different things that I'm trying to to go for. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. For me too. Yeah. Different things, and I think we also like all right in such different styles like kind of going along with what you are saying you know like we're not we're not like strictly oh a pop band or a christian band or a country band like we just have so many like different Mm -hmm. genres but nathaniel listens to a lot of like Nicki minaj (laughs) oh yeah cardi b That's his niche. You know, that's so what he's... So opposite of what he... I'm just kidding. So opposite of what he actually All does. of the female pop artists. Yes. That's his, that's his style. I mean, if this was 1998, somebody would have thrown in Marilyn Manson. You know? There you go. There you go. So you kind of alluded to that uh, when I'm listening to your album, I actually wrote by this song, like, hey, this is popish. Hey, this is kind of folkish. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. When you are describing yourself as a band to other people, what do you say? Like, hey, what kind of music do you guys play? What do you say to them? Well, the way that I like to say it is that we are a band of songwriters. Mm-hmm. So we're not like a country band <laughs> or like a pop band. We're like a band of songwriters that explore a lot of different genres. So that's why we do like pop, country, Christian, kind of everything. Because we kind of just want to write without limits. And depending on the theme that we're writing about like a better genre fits different themes or like Mm -hmm. we want it to be upbeat and loud and lots of guitars or we want it to be slow and piano only and Mm -hmm. so we're just kind of like a band of songwriters is Mm -hmm. how i like to think if taylor swift can go from country to pop to Uh folk then we can do anything okay (laughs) yeah come on (laughs) perfect can do anything you want to that's for sure that's for sure you guys said you actually took 
not actually, but you took the time in and uh, wanted to have these certain songs or songs that we were writing. What were some of, you know, in this package, this package for this album, the idea behind the songs and how you wanted to group them together? How did that process work? So normally we kind of, we take songs that we've written recently and we compile the best ones because obviously there's kind of those stepping stones <laughs> mm -hmm. songs that are like, eh, let's not put that on the album. But <laughs> we take the other ones and then we kind of see what would work best pace-wise mm -hmm. and then dynamic-wise. So like you said, we do do like every other, so it's Michaela's song, then my song, then Dell's song. We try to do that and then we also try to mix up fast and slow at the same time mm -hmm. so like we start with Michaela's song that's fast then my song that's slow then Dell's song that's fast then Michaela's that's slow so we're kind of trying to mix up, mix up who's leading the pace of the song mm -hmm. just so that it like it kind of feels like a playlist almost mm -hmm. like listening to our album and it's not just like because you know how some albums like they all sound very similar like from song mm -hmm. to song but mm -hmm. ours is more of like a playlist that kind of gives you a little bit of everything yeah. which is kind of fun it's yeah, not no. like, oh, yeah, three bangers right in a row. And it's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> super slow the whole yeah, rest yeah. of the album. Got to yeah. keep you guessing. Yeah, yeah keep you really guessing listening. for sure. So it's not a future album. If you ever heard a future album, every single song sounds like you're listening to the same thing. Oh, uh, yes. oh, gosh. Yes. oh, oh man. gosh. Yes. <laughs> Try to keep it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I exactly. think like we just, I mean, these were like our most recent songs, but it kind of like fell together. We're like, oh, let's do this one. Let's do this one. Mm -hmm. And we did try to mix up, you know. Christian ones, but also like fun ones. Right. Just yeah. mix them all up and make it entertaining. Yeah. I guess was the goal. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I think I'm ready to, you know, break down these songs. But first, I walk up the stairs. Cordell hands me a bowl of candy <laughs> yeah. and says, "Bro, yes. you gotta have something." Of course, Bro. I take Skittles. That's yes. my favorite. <laughs> well, we're gonna break this up and play a game. Every guest on Edge of Your Seat podcast plays a game. We're gonna do rank them. And since you handed me a bowl of candy, we're going to rank candy. Okay. Yes, I'm Boom. so pumped. I like it. <laughs> so here's the five I'm going to give to your rank. I wrote them down, and then I'll move them over so you can see. I got Twix, Snickers, Babe Ruth, Skittles, and Reese's. Mm. Whoever wants to go first, breaking the I got down. this. I got this. So... Does anybody actually like Babe Ruth or Baby hey, Ruth? Hey, like, that's I'm my sorry, I, don't hate on like, it. Like, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a Baby Ruth and thought to myself, I want to eat that. So, anyways, <laughs> so I'm going to put that all the way at the bottom for me, number five. I would have to say number four would be Skittles. Like, I'm a chocolate girl, mm. so, like, Skittles, I mean, they're good, but, like, definitely ranked four. Um, I would have to say Twix would be next. And I am a huge Snickers girl, so that would be ranked two for me. And then Reese's, like, honestly, that's my favorite food. Like, I, I love Reese's, so that has to get number one. I eat it in my ice cream. I eat peanut butter out of the jar, so, like, I love peanut butter, so. So it's not your favorite candy, it's your favorite food. My favorite food, <laughs> yes. Food. It's 100%. 100%. Like, and they're so much better when they're in, like, holiday shapes. Like, that's like... It changes the taste completely. It, it, no, it's so good. I don't know how to explain it, but... Anyways. Like when they're in the Easter eggs. Yes, and the, and the trees. trees. Oh, man. I'm telling you, there's a difference. All right, oh, fight me. Well, I'm the exact opposite with... <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> Which is not surprising. So, yeah. Baby Ruth would be number one, and what? Snickers would probably be number two, because I love the nuts in the chocolate. That's yeah. just kind of my thing. Okay, we can agree on that. So, we're going to go Baby Ruth, then Snickers... 
And I do really like Reese's. I eat it in ice cream quite mm -hmm. a bit. So I'm going to go number three is Reese's. And then between Skittles and Twix, I would go with Skittles over Twix. I'm not Oof. a huge caramel guy, mm. so I would go Skittles before Twix. Okay. Yikes. Oof. <laughs> they they kind of set the tone for you. Right? <laughs> Don't man. Let down. Okay. Um, man, I've grown up loving Twix, and I can't just bash on it now. So Twix is definitely my number one. I'm going to have to say Baby Ruth. That's my second. Mm. Um, <laughs> Snickers number so three. Good. You know what? I'm gonna go Skittles number four. Reese's number five. Reese's is I'm your last. I'm sorry. Thing? Like wow. Reese's are good. I really like them. They have a fantastic taste. So what went but wrong? You can't eat them without getting it everywhere because the chocolate melts so quick. I eat them, and it so always fast. sticks to the bottom of the wrapper. So it's like half the chocolate bar is on the wrapper still, and it's like. Oh. How do we even compromise on that? We can't. On this list, <laughs> I put it in ice cream too, but that's because I can scrape it off the wrapper because nothing is going to stay in uh. the actual form of the chocolate. Mm. Maybe you just don't eat it fast enough if it's already melting. Yeah, you're not right. enjoying it. I don't think I've ever had unless it's frozen. I love frozen, frozen. Reese's. Frozen Reese's. Frozen Reese's really is good because then it stays together. Cause like my problem with Reese is like I take it out and then like the whole bottom just cut off. It's like cool. Now it's just like <laughs> that does happen. Sometimes. But that's why I told you you have to get them in shapes. The trees. Uh, well, that's and true. The eggs. I'm serious. Yeah, it makes it all better. Yeah. But you know that's what? True. This is a good thing because this means like if we ever have a candy supply, like we're all gonna want the different things. True. You know what I mean? Like the mixed bag agree. of candies. Mm -hmm. will never. Do you guys yeah. ever go on tour and you got the, like the candy cabinet? Oh like, yeah. Everybody will have their own shelves and they'll yeah. all be different. We need oh, to get yeah. one of those. We need to get one of those. For real. For sure. So this is a good thing. This is a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So now there won't be like one candy bar left at the bottom that nobody wants to eat. Right. Like in the bottom of the bowl. Right. Since you guys are talking about ice cream with Reese's mm. and you all had Snickers in your top three. Mm. One of my favorite ice cream things of all time is a Snickers ice cream candy bar. Oh, Ooh. those are so Fantastic. good. Fire. Oh, those, those are, are very, so, very good. so good. Oh, they have Twix ones too, don't they? Yeah. Do they yeah, have they Twix do. ones too? Yeah. I've had both and I mm. love both of them. Mm. Yep. So yes. good. Yep. Yes. So I mean, good. Um, out, of, that? out of curiosity, what? how would you rank Yeah, how would you rank yeah. Completely opposite from all three of you. Oh, right. As you guys were going, I was like, I'll flip it upside down. I have been eating Skittles forever. Okay. I love Skittles. Okay. My mom and my grandma used to give me the giant bags for Christmas. Ooh. Like, what do you want for Christmas? I'll be like, Skittles. And Cordell made my day with the Skittles that I took out of the bowl he presented. It does say be mine with the Valentine's Day hearts. Just trying to be pretty subtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> After that, I would go Reese's two. Okay. Babe Ruth third. Okay. Snickers Twix. That's okay. how I would go. Okay. I actually like all five of them. And I don't look at any of them and be like, why would you eat that? Like you do to Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know why I don't like... What does it have in it? Is it marshmallow? Like what's going on in there? Let me read you the no, description. Got... Dry roasted peanuts, rich yeah. caramel, and smooth nougat. I don't... I don't know. That mm. doesn't hit me like the other ones. I don't know. Man. <laughs> Isn't there a movie where like some kid threw a like Baby Ruth in the pool? 
and it looked like poop. And then, yeah. like, everybody had to evacuate. And then, like, what? as they were draining the pool, the guy picked it up. Oh, it's just a candy bar. And he eats it. And then one, <laughs> like, a lady fainted because he thought she thought that he was eating poop. It might wow. just be in... It's a movie. It's a movie, but I can't what? remember what it is. I can't remember which I'm one. trying to think right now, but I can't oh, remember what so it is. It was so funny. It's I a mean, baby there's Ruth. another point for my argument that if it looks like poop when it's out of the wrapper, then... <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I mean, she made a good point there. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, with the uh, peanut butter and chocolate. I don't know. It looks a little bit... <laughs> You're right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, chocolate in general, it's not true. But. Oh, wow, that was fun. That was a very in-depth conversation. Game, I like that was about candy bars. <laughs> I, like it. I like it. I like More it. More you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so let's jump in this album. I listened to it and I was uh, jotting down notes as I was going. Just uh, I always break down albums. I'm actually doing this thing on the show where... I uh, got the Rolling Stone magazine top 500 album of all time list. Oh, cool. So I've been putting out polls for listeners to vote, and I do four because on Twitter you can only do four at a time in a poll. Uh And whichever one they vote for, I'll listen to, and I'm breaking down. I'm still in the 400s, late 400s. But they hear me break down music all the time. I want to hear you guys break down your own songs, what they mean to you, who did what, stuff like that. So we'll just start with the first song. Millennial Talk, as we discussed already, you wrote it, <laughs> your did. song. Yeah. What was the idea behind it? Oh, man, I am so passionate about this subject. <laughs> like, these guys hear me talk about it all the time. So, like, I'm on, you know, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, all that jazz. And, like, it's just a very common trend today for me, and I'm sure that other girls can relate, but to, like, continually get messages from guys who, like, don't really want to hang out but they just want to talk to me every day and like message me and like say, Hey, what's up? And like, just like pointless conversation. And like, there's guys that I know are interested in me. And it's like, can you just ask me out? Like, just say like, can we go on a date? Like, I don't know if I'm intimidating or like, what is wrong? But I get so frustrated. Like, Oh my gosh. And like some guys, well, some guys do, but they're not the ones I want to ask me out. So anyways, so it's just this whole idea of like, we take technology and like, we just use it as a way to like, get around real conversation with people. And it's so frustrating to me. Like, oh, it's so frustrating. Like, how do you get to know someone when you're messaging them on Snapchat every day? Also, I'm 26. So I, my preferred way of communication is not Snapchat. But, like, are we going to get married over Skype? Like, how are we going to figure this relationship out? Like, it's, oh, man, I could rant about it for so long. But, yeah, millennial talk. And I'm a millennial. Are you guys millennials? I don't think so, technically. You're 26. How old are you? 24. And you are? 23. So 26, 24, 23. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote it. I liked the sound of millennial talk. But, like, it also applies to the Gen Z generation. But, like, basically what I'm telling people is, if you like someone, like, ask them out instead of, like, pointlessly messaging them and wasting both of your time on a phone. The worst on a thing screen. they can say is no. Literally. Just like, I will tell you no if I don't want to, but, like, I might say yes, so why not try? Yeah, right. You only live once, so go for it. And, like, if you get rejected, like, who cares, you know? So, so. ask Michaela out. That's the moral of No. Yeah. Anybody, <laughs> anybody in the Illinois Valley listening right now? And, no, I would like to state, though, that, like, this song, I just want to make a disclaimer. This song is not about like one person. This is about numerous guys that I've had experiences with that have frustrated me. So like it's not about one person. No, 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 no. <laughs> we will not just be kidding. revealing the names. <laughs> <laughs> they are located around this area, though. So. Oh, that's funny. And if you were in this room and 
could see your face when you were talking about this. <laughs> yeah, very animated. Like, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up. Oh, man. <laughs> Song obviously meant a lot to you. Yeah. It took me one night to write. Yeah. That's how, like, hmm. I've never had that happen, but I've just processed it for so long, so... When I was jotting my notes, listening to the song, I put ad libs. But then, as I'm listening to every single song, they all had ad libs and they were all well done. Just so you guys know that. So sure. I want to go over my notes here. And ad libs was all over this. I was like, I like this. And <laughs> when you guys jump in and harmonize, like you guys did a really, really good job of that. Thank, yeah. you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The electric guitar at the end of this song is that you? Well, I wrote it. I wrote the solo, and then our producer doubles as a studio musician. <laughs> So he actually yeah. played it because he just gets it done faster than I do. But he he's can just, play it. But I, can play I can it play too. it. I do play it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So you wrote it. He played it. Uh-huh. Sounds fantastic. I uh-huh. jotted that down real quick. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm playing my little air guitar. Yeah. Heck yeah. So sick. Song two, Night Sky. This I wrote Folkish next to it. It's kind of like a John Fogarty-ish kind of track. Yeah. What was it about this song that you wanted to put in this album and what was the idea behind it? So the idea behind this one is one of our favorite activities, which is stargazing. Mm. So we like Mm -hmm. to drive a truck out in the middle of nowhere and just lay a blanket out in the bed of the truck and just look up at the stars and talk, sing. Yeah, talk, Mm -hmm. sing, record songs, whatever. And it's Mm -hmm. just cool to see God's creation. And I don't know, the stars are just so pretty. You paid homage to the sky. You paid homage to cornfields, which everybody yes. in Illinois is going Come to love. On, dude. That's like who we are. Yes. I heard that part and I was just like, yeah. As I look out a window and I see a cornfield, I was yeah. like, hey, here we go. What about yes. the bean fields? The bean fields. Well, poor guys. Every, <laughs> other, every other year, you know. Every other year. <laughs> they alternate. That's how the farmers do it. <laughs> This was one of the songs that I got the religious tone. Uh, there was a line, how can you not see Jesus when you look at the night sky? Yeah. Was that kind of like the inspiration behind this? Yeah. So it was just kind of like, man, it just seems like how can you not see evidence of a higher power when you see just space and like think about how the sun is like 93 million miles away from us and yet we can still see it. And it, like the earth are. is rotating on its axis and somehow we're close enough to the sun that we don't burn up, but we're Mm -hmm. not far enough away that we freeze, you know, like Mm -hmm. just all the crazy things, like just evidence that God is keeping it together. But yeah. So perfect. And I really thought it was well done how you kind of went full circle. So the very beginning of the song, it starts off with the bed of this truck is not ideal for sleeping, which probably not. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Then you go much prefer bed at home. And then at the very end, it's the bed of this truck is not ideal for sleeping but the better this chuck is perfect for believing. Yeah. I love that line, and it's yeah. kind of full circle with uh-huh. all the things that you put in the middle. Mm. thought it was well done. Yeah, well, thank you. Appreciate it. He's that. pretty good. You're pretty good. <laughs> hey, thank you. <laughs> Do you want to be a part of our band? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> That's awesome. All three of you, how did you guys do in English class? I was good. I got a 35 yeah. on my ACT. Yep. Wow. I didn't English. do very good on my ACT, but <laughs> <laughs> I got a 22 on my ACT. You're, re- you're like the really good one, though. Yeah, you, I like writing. Did you, yeah. did you minor in English? Yeah, I was an English minor in college. Mm-hmm. And okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he knows English pretty well. He speaks it pretty well, at least. He speaks it pretty well. He actually, like, in college, I went through, like, senioritis, and I wrote this paper, and I was like, can you proofread this for me? And he was like, 
did this take you like a minute to write? Like <laughs> he just like is a grammar Nazi yeah. and like knows like so it was really embarrassing. He was like, Michaela, this is really bad. Yeah. Like, oh but it's good. I, I'm glad he is. Like, yeah. Cause like, man, man, we write stuff like on our social media or like we we put stuff on our website and it's like, Nathaniel, please proofread this. Like, <laughs> exactly. Proofread. That, that's why he needs to be here. <laughs> Because if he if if he doesn't pre-fruit it, <laughs> oof. no, but like he's he's just so good at like yep that sounds good as even just not just like punctuation or is this is this word spelled right but even just like flow of words mm-hmm. like hey this would sound better this way and it's such a such a little detail but like some things are a lot more fun to read than others mm-hmm. you know you don't like reading you know this is the manual for an Ford F one fifty like. <laughs> No, but you get to like you know a novel or something that's well written and the flow of words and poetry the way that would anyway I'm going way too into this. <laughs> All I'm saying is like, I'm glad that this Nathaniel... is a podcast. We'll yeah. do this talk. We'll yes. Right. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, that to say, like Nathaniel, Nathaniel's just really good at proofreading and um, mm-hmm. making sure things are good. And I didn't do well on my ACT, but I did all right in English, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I, I made it through college, so. <laughs> but I feel like we are like all like you know, illusions and metaphors. Like, yeah. we are all, like, yeah. we do think that way. And our puns, like, oh, dang. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, Oof. like... We will talk about these as we go through these oh, songs. Yeah. So I wrote yes. a couple of these, the, uh, yeah. how you guys uh, bring stuff in to describe something. Like, I've seen all three of you do it in different yeah. songs. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. You know, we were talking about you being a good pre-freeder? Is that how we are going to it? Pre-freeder. It's a great pre-freeder. <laughs> If you ever need any help, have me proofread you. Oh or a proofreader. So obviously, English minor, you know how to write, stuff like that. You guys know how to write as well. But when you're done with songs, do you kind of go to him to proofread? Or no, this is my song. Not like taking ownership of it, but you know, it's your style, what you wanted to do with the song. Mm-hmm. How do you guys look at it like that? Do you want help with it? Or like, hey, this is who I'm, I am and I want that in the song. I think we all kind of do that. We'll be like, hey, what do you guys think of this? What Do yeah. you think this flows? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Or like there will be times. I mean, we live together, obviously. You're mm-hmm. here most of the time too. But there will be times <laughs> when I'm like working on a song and I'm like, oh, Nathaniel, can you, I'm really excited about this. Can you listen? Like, do you think this flows? And he'll be like, yeah. Or no. You know? <laughs> he'll let me know. So like yeah. kind of throughout the entire process sometimes with me, I'm like going back and forth. But yeah, I would say we do that. We all do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll come yep. with a rough draft and be like, mm-hmm. do you guys like this? What do you think? Yeah. And we'll usually try to give feedback and keep working on it. So, I mean, the touchy thing about music and songwriting and art in general is like, it's touchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's so like, personal. it's, it's, it's your baby. And there's a part of you that wants it to be good, but there's the other part of you that doesn't want criticism on it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's already so good. It's like, it's already good. You don't have to say anything about it. Thank you. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I, on the album. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think we are pretty good about, Hey, like be honest about it. Let mm-hmm. me know what you think. And songs are stepping stones, too. Like, I think we all realize, like, mm-hmm. we're going to write a song that we're maybe excited about that's really not that good. But it's yeah. okay, because, like, the more you write, the more you, you know, learn from your songwriting mm-hmm. and continue to move on to, like, mm-hmm. the next stepping stone, the next song, and improve with your songwriting skills. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. we kind of all do realize that. But it is hard when you write a song and you're, like, really excited about it, and then you're like, oh. And then looking <laughs> back, that's really embarrassing yeah. that I even wrote that one. Yeah. But yeah. Gotcha. You said he stays over here all the time. Cordell, is that your couch over there? Yeah. So you, we're actually in my living room. I'm just no. No. I mean, you got a table. Like, yeah. Foosball table and everything. You know, all yes. the, all the. Yes. Actually, my college 
totes or whatever are over oh, there. That's so true. <laughs> that's so, so true. So you do thing... kind of live here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just don't sleep here, but pretty much live here. The only um, thing you don't have is plumbing. True. Yeah, otherwise this is, this is my house. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Garage Mahal does not have any plumbing, unfortunately. No. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a good time to move to the next song. <laughs> yes. So speaking of plumbing. So, no, the third song of the album is you, Cordell. Yes. Uh, spoons. spoons. Yes. Kind of talked about this earlier. Uh, what was your inspiration behind this? Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, it was really heavily based off of Hebrews 12. And just the idea like, man, Jesus came to earth and he knew that he was going to die. Even though he knew that, you know, he knew he was going to face a lot of pain. He knew that the joy set before him and the fact that, man, he loves us so much and the fact that he loves his father so much, you know, at the end of all this pain and this this big sacrifice that he makes, he's going to be in heaven right next to his father. And he's going to tear, see, there it is. He's going to tear the veil. Yeah, can you proofread that? He's going to tear the veil that separates us between us and God and like, he knew that what he was doing was very difficult, but he was going to get through it because he knew what, what was going to be the payoff for it. And I think in the same way, like, you know, we go through trials and tribulations, and um, I think beginning of James talks about that or whatever, just mm-hmm. like, man, the, the, the trials that we go through, they make us, you know, they build our character. They, you know, they, they help us to get closer to God, and God doesn't call us to be in, you know, pain and torture and not have any, like, hey, <laughs> like, there's no, there's no hope after this, you know. He allows stuff to happen to, to grow us, and ultimately there's there's something good to come out of it. And so, like, whatever we go through, I guess, in life, whatever seasons we may be in, like, there's always something better coming. So, What I liked and what all people across the world like is food. And you <laughs> brought food to mm. kind of describe Heck yes. life's processes. Yes. Like the motions of life, the journey of life, and you yeah. brought in five-course meals and desserts oh. mm. and... I yes. liked how you did that. Kind of brought something we all know, we all yeah. love, we're all familiar with, yeah. and use that to describe how life kind of goes on this roller coaster. Yeah, mm-hmm. like sometimes you get leftovers, sometimes you get all you can eat. Mm-hmm. I put that in you there, go. and yeah, you did. You know, we all, <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Nathaniel uh, pre-fruited it before I put it. In. <laughs> If I don't hear that song in the next album, or that word, I'm sorry, that <laughs> word, if I don't hear pre-fruit, you know, pre-fruit, 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 that pre-fruit, would be hilarious, uh, actually. Pre-fruit is going to have to go in the next pre-fruit. album. I don't yes, pre-fruit please. my own songs. Nathaniel <laughs> <Yeah>. does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I love food. Mm. I love good. food. Simple as that, but like, man, it's something that we can all relate to, because I, I don't know anybody that does, doesn't like food. Yeah, I do. It's kind of like necessary for survival. Really? Mm-hmm. A preschooler? Like yeah, she doesn't eat during snack time. Doesn't like <sighs> my snacks. I'm like, Rats. girl, you're missing out. <laughs> this is some good Reese's right here. <laughs> These are some <laughs> good Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> <laughs> you can have five for snack time. In the tree shape, it's better than your home. <laughs> no, but um, like we were saying before, we all love puns and we love... There are even things in the song that I didn't end up putting in the final just because it was way too punny. Yep. Like, <laughs> like the, what was it, the pre-course? Life ain't, Life ain't being, being knife to you instead of nice to you. I sing it like that on accident because yeah. I'm used to it. I, yeah, oh my gosh, it took me forever to, yeah. <laughs> but like there, there are some things in there that I didn't keep because it's like this whole thing's just going to be a joke and nobody's going to know what it's about. <laughs> so, um, but like, man, we love puns. 
I think Nathaniel and I's favorite thing to do when Michaela takes us shopping. I'm just kidding. <laughs> when we go shopping, <laughs> when, when we go out in stores or whatever, we like to like go through the aisle and just like pick up something and make a pun out of it. They do that to me all for, the time, and I'm like, for hilarious. real. And oh, it is actually favorite. really funny. Oh. It is really, really funny. Yeah, we have a whole video on our Instagram. We do. Oh, my yes. gosh. That was, that was funny. Oh, yep. Went into Dollar General and just went nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. gosh. Nice. We were talking about the genre journey that you guys go on with this album. This was kind of like Broadway, kind of like Rat Pat back in the day. Kind of like a, it was almost like you're a kroner almost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I wanted to know, listen to this song for sure, the way your voice went high, low, kind of hit all kind of scales. Did you guys do voice training or how did you learn to sing the way all three of you can? Kind of doing it. Yeah. Just kind of just, yeah. It's a, it's a muscle. (laughs) <laughs> you got to train it just like, you know, pe- uh, you know, people in gyms and um, people in sports, like they, they train and they, they get better the more they do it. And we all sang throughout high school and then mm-hmm. throughout college and just kind of have always yeah. done it. Yeah. And been involved in like, you know, choir in high school and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I sang when I was little, but I would never sing for anyone, only in the shower. Yeah. And I was like, shoot, they can hear me even in the shower. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't think. I mean, I didn't really take voice lessons until college, but it was like classical voice lessons and it was awful. Mm -hmm. So anyways, yeah, just kind of by doing it and just enjoying it and like Mm -hmm. wanting to continue doing it more. I did a little bit of voice lessons in high school. It wasn't much, but um, yeah, did a lot in college and like it it was classical, like Michaela was saying. A lot Mm -hmm. of the college local lessons are classical, Mm -hmm. Um, but I did learn a lot from it. Like I... A lot of the stuff I learned from classical training, I'd bring over to the stuff that we do, and it's. Mm, I didn't. <laughs> Michaela didn't. <laughs> I did not. Um, even especially like with vocal range and break and stuff, like man, if some gets high, I take a lot of the stuff I learned from classical, and you know, I, I bring it over to anyway. I'm ranting mm-hmm. again. Nathaniel, <laughs> can you prefer this? <laughs> prefer my script. I was going to flip the page because. That that will be in there. Like if I flip a page, oh. or like if I do this, like I write something, you'll hear it. Everything. Right? Yeah. So you'll probably Dude, this hear picks when up I like everything. Wait, can you hear me eating this pretzel? Let's try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's in, there. it's in there. It's in there. It's in there. But I know you guys are looking at me like I just don't it's want like, this to be in here. <laughs> He's like, let's move on. <laughs> song four, Michaela back as the main singer, made you too. Mm-hmm. What's this song? So this song. It's so special to me. Like, seriously, it took me probably two or three years to write. And I just was sitting on it and I knew what I wanted it to be about, but it took me forever to get the lyrics just how I wanted them. But I saw this post on Instagram, one of my friends had posted. It was basically saying, like, how do we marvel at the sky and the ocean and whatever else we look at in nature? And then we turn and we look at ourselves as if God didn't create both the nature in us. And so like I struggled for the longest time with my self-worth and just valuing myself and I didn't like myself. Uh, I thought I was ugly, thought I was weird. I am weird, but you know, (laughs) just thought all these negative things about myself. And I saw this quote and I was like, oh my gosh, like every single thing in nature, like God made with a purpose. So the stars have a purpose. The sun has a purpose, the ocean, every, every single thing. And so that's how he feels about us as well. Like, I have a purpose. You have a purpose. Both of these do have a purpose. Like, a special, special plan for your life that God was thinking of when he created you. And so I wrote this song, Made You Too, because 
he made you too. Like everything that you're looking at that you marvel at, that's how God feels when he looks at you. So Mm -hmm. it's basically a song about self-worth and why you should have self-worth. Musically, the drums at the end, not really a solo, but pretty close. And Mm -hmm. they were awesome. Who did that? That was our producer. That was him again, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We came up with the acapella drum. Like we kind of came up with that, but he actually recorded himself doing it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Give you guys self credit. I mean, if you wrote it and put the music in there and he just did it because of time or it's quicker or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, that's you guys. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Song five, Mask Off. I mean, a great song for the times we're in, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Tough times. And it wasn't meant to be super political. It was more so just meant to be like, it's just hard to connect with people when you're marrying, wearing your mask. Marrying West. Marrying West. I need to proofread. proofread <laughs> proof Gosh. I'll do the proofreading. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, because when you're talking with somebody else, like, they could be making any kind of face behind that mask and you wouldn't even know. Like, you don't know how they're reacting. It's just kind of hard to read people's vibe. And mm-hmm. I kind of catered it towards dating relationships and it's just really hard to get to know somebody that way. But yeah, so mm-hmm. you can take your mask off, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, because I got the mask on and you said it in the song. Can't see your lips. Can't see a smile. Yeah. Don't know if you're sneering at me. You know, making funny faces. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Kind of had a, I'm going to say early John Mayer kind of feel. Like mm-hmm. the music itself and kind yeah. of how it flowed. Yeah, just kind of acoustic, kind of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, cool. Look at you, John Mayer. I fun. like John Mayer, so that's a big He's compliment. Good. He's good. I love him. He is very good. And you also say something about breaking the rules tonight. Because yeah. you got all these rules about masks and distances. And uh-huh. it was just... I thought the song was well-placed in the time, you know, everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, thank you. I gotta quit giving you compliments. I don't know what I'm doing here. That's <laughs> <laughs> getting pretty big over here. <laughs> so then we go back to Cordell with one dance. Mm-hmm. The guitar, I call it a slide, kind of like when you're going through the strings. Sure. This throughout little... the whole song. I'd never heard it like that. Sure. But that was really, really well done. Was that the producer again or one of you guys? That was me. Mm-hmm. I, I did awesome. that one. Yeah. That was awesome. Good. I you know, you hear it every once in a while. Somebody will like yeah, slide the stretch. string and like hit the side of the guitar or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. But throughout the whole song, oh, that was really, really yeah. awesome. And I think that was the goal. Like we didn't want it to be so clean that it was just like very robotic. Like we wanted it to feel like, mm-hmm. oh, you're sitting in a room, I'm singing this to you. Mm-hmm. Um like it was literally just like the mic and your guitar, honestly. Yeah, yeah, like, it was just it was. super raw yeah. how it sounds. There so. was not much production with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically me, my guitar, my vocals, and Michaela's vocals. That's mm-hmm. really all we added. Don't need a producer. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. We got this. Um, but man, that song, I, I have to share the story to one dance. Oh, yeah, you oh, for sure do. Yeah, gosh. yeah you for sure um, do. So like, one dance I wrote after a, a fun weekend in St. Louis, I got asked to be uh, the best man for, for a wedding. And yeah, like I went down there and the, the maid of honor. She was a hottie. Her. She was a hottie patati. No, uh, like, <laughs> she was a baddie. No, hit it off. And I was down there for a few days. So we, we took a few days even to, to talk and um, to chat and all that stuff. And um, at the end of the trip, I was like, 
well, never going to see her again. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, and I feel like that's so relatable, though. You yeah. go somewhere and you like meet someone and you're like, oh, we clicked, man. Yeah. But like, ah, oh, they mm-hmm. live three states over. Probably yeah. never going to talk to them again. Never see them again. Yeah. But I tried to text her. She ghosted me. So that was kind of the, the fuel for the song. Let's right just now. circle back to millennial talk. Yeah, and... exactly. <laughs> oh. So over uh, not really a breakup at all, but over... Uh, a crush that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. It, I yeah. could have been. I could have been. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I have a story that relates exactly to that. My yeah. best friend from college got married five years ago in Indianapolis. Okay. He lives in North Carolina. His wife's. She was in the wedding, but I don't know how they're related. Mm-hmm. Went to school at Boise State. Sure. Met at this wedding. Talked for a little bit, and that was it. Yeah. I had one dance at the wedding. Yeah. Same Great. thing. So yeah. I heard the song. Like I was relating to yeah. it the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the one who got away. the humming at the end musically was awesome the way it Mm. fit in with everything sure like this song was really even though it wasn't produced was well produced Mm -hmm. yeah no yeah that was that was a lot of fun to put together super easy to put together it was it was a good day is that the only one we recorded that day yeah yeah right Mm because you weren't i wasn't there Mm Remember that we had to stop and get Duncan first. Stell was a little mm-hmm. mad. We had we went all the way. Not that you need to know this, but we went all. <laughs> I do know. <laughs> I am addicted. I'm not addicted to Duncan. I just Duncan is uh, my favorite. So, anyways, I like we had to get up at like freaking 5 a.m. or something. It was so early. Like, come on, nobody should be up that early. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so I was like, listen, we need to stop at Duncan. So we drove all the way to Peru, got Duncan, and then came all the way back this way and went up to Elgin. To be fair, though, I did have to pick something up in Peru. It wasn't just for Duncan. That's true. And I was like, I'll come with you. Should have left that part out of the story. Yeah, (laughs) that's not true. Cut that out. Cut that out. Make me look like a psycho. That was the only thing we had to do in Peru. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yeah, that was fun. Back to Michaela with Butterflies. Oh, yes. This was very... Yes. Kind of, I don't want to steal from the name of the last song, but kind of dream-ish, not dream-ish. Yeah. Kind of the way I put it, it's like the beginning, you kind of have like a Sarah McLaughlin vibe. Mm-hmm. And then, if you don't notice, I have references for all music, like yeah. something. No, that that's awesome. Like, that's yeah. awesome. So you had a Sarah McLaughlin vibe, and then there's piano, and then it goes bam, bam, or makes yeah. something like that, and then goes into kind of like a R&B, like mm. Mary J. Blige yes. kind of yes, vibe. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what you were shooting for. Yeah, I mean, that. this is another thing where we i had sent him like my recording of it and he our producer like kind of came up with some ideas and he mm-hmm. oh he's so good like yeah, he brought yeah. that to life for sure mm-hmm. um so yeah that is the vibe that he was going for <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um i think i was writing it in like a like tori kelly kind of vibe like i love tori kelly and like her like fun like herself harmonizing on top of each other and just like vibey kind of mm-hmm. um song so yeah piano were you the did you play the piano i did yes that was awesome thank you it was awesome thank you and then we're who was on the drums with the the clap like as the piano was going on that was our producer added that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm like trying to remember that was so long ago my gosh (laughs) but yeah yeah he did that yeah 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 like musically every single song had something that i really loved about it Mm -hmm. like whether it was a piano or you know uh the clap or the guitar Mm -hmm. what do you call that i said the you know strumming down the string like rubbing the slide sliding down the string scratch yeah Yeah. screech (laughs) (laughs) i don't know yeah and like i said i was not trying to take from song eight 
Nathaniel comes back with American Dream. That was like a dream. It's kind of like you're just almost like you're still laying in the back of the truck when you were writing this as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this one, I, I love the American Dream as much as anybody else, but I just, I wrote this song because sometimes we can get caught up in the details of like, I need to get a car, I need to get a house, I need to be doing more, I need to be more successful and that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, what really matters is our relationships, relationships with God and with people, because those last forever, whereas success and a car and a house, like they're all elusive, like they'll never last and like we're human beings not human doings so we should focus on like who we are and our relationships more than things but so that's kind of the idea behind this one mm-hmm. well it was a great idea well thank you <laughs> <laughs> so eight songs on the album why not one more why not five more why'd you stop with eight we probably had more that we could have we almost threw on another song actually mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we just thought that like the vibe of these songs together was perfect mm-hmm. and yeah we originally had another one of my songs on there i think but we wanted to take more time to like work on production for that we're mm-hmm. probably gonna release that as a single soon yeah. yeah um but yeah we just liked i don't know we liked this yeah i think it was good timing because i think these are the ones that we were like for sure we had down yeah and then the the other ones that we've either already recorded or have finished but not recorded yet we were like oh we really can probably wait yeah if you mm-hmm. about it yeah, and so I think these were like, yep, these are good, these are set, put a bow on it. The first album, like Michaela said, it was <laughs> kind of a train wreck. It was, oh, you know, just kind of getting it out there. I mean, I, I don't think the songs were bad. I think yeah, no. definitely. It wasn't did. a bad album, it just it yeah. was a little less organized. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think like organizationally, I think we knew that these songs would fit, but weren't sure that the other ones mm-hmm. would. Yeah. Said. Did you have the producer for the first album? We did. <laughs> That's a funny story. We actually, well, some of the songs on the album, because they were just like for, I mean, throughout a few years, mm-hmm. honestly. But we had recorded like two of the songs for my senior EP. So I actually majored in music business in college and I had to do like a senior EP. So like two of the songs or three of the songs were for that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. And then he had recorded like one or two or three or something for his senior EP mm. two years later. And then he had recorded two of his songs with, with a different a, producer. Totally different guy. So yeah, then we had to throw those on else. there and have our yeah. producer like master them. And like, it was just this whole thing. And yeah. like, none of them we had really written recently. It was just kind of like, let's yeah. get something out there. Yeah. So we yeah. threw it together. And yeah, so this is definitely more like our baby, we the least baby, I feel like, yeah. than the yeah. first album. But yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. What else is going on with this album? I know I kind of joked around about a tour bus with a candy <laughs> cabinet, but yes. are you guys, I know we are still in this COVID-19 weirdness, so it's not like, hey, we're going to throw a show here and it's, it's not that easy anymore, yeah. well, at least at the moment. So what are you guys doing to try to promote it or, you know, get your songs out that are on this album, this album in general to, you know, listeners? Sometimes we'll do ads on like Instagram or Facebook to try to find more people that like what we're doing. Doesn't or, usually benefit us that which, much because of the social media al- algorithms, as I'm yeah, sure you know. But yeah, sometimes it's tough. But and then we'll do things like Spotify playlists. We'll reach out to curators and say, "Hey, we really feel like this song would fit on your playlist." And then if they have a significant following, that helps other people to find our music. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then on our website, we actually have like a, a booking form where if anybody wants us to come play for like their church or event or whatever. We've actually been getting a lot, like now that COVID, I mean, it's still here, but like now that it's kind of, 
you know, dying down, whatever. Mm -hmm. We have been getting some more, you know, gigs at camps and we're playing for a really, it's like the biggest, what is it? The biggest Christian, Christian festival uh, in um, North America. Is that, yeah. I don't know the yeah. exact, but it's called Life Fest and it's in Oshkosh, uh, Wisconsin. And there's like six or seven like stages and it's this big like four day festival thing. Mm -hmm. And so we got asked to play there and it's crazy because like I went there like four years ago just to like because i love music i went with a friend and so now it's like oh my gosh we're playing at mm. life fest like it's just mm -hmm. so cool so yeah gigging and we we love gigs and singing at weddings and stuff but yeah, yeah. so yeah. was it always called life fest i don't know because when i was 13 or 14 i went to something like you were describing with my cousins uh -huh. and i was introduced to the gospel gangsters the gospel right. gangsters. Yes. yes. That was actually yes. our backup name. Yeah, that was our second choice. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. Yes. I was like 13 or 14. Yeah, they live in uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And I met them like somewhere in the middle. So it was like the middle of Wisconsin. Oh my and it was gosh. like four days, slept in a tent. And that's exactly yeah. what it is Dang. and there that's was like cool. seven stages they were all over the place that's yeah. wild wow. i bet that's yeah. what it was yeah. but i don't remember the name of it when i was there i don't think yeah. it was called life fest but it sounds like exact same thing that you're talking they about they could have totally huh. yeah they could have totally yeah. changed the name yeah. i'm not sure that's hilarious yeah. and i'm old so this was like 20 years ago oh my gosh that's so <laughs> funny sick. yeah for sure love that for sure any last things you want to say on edge of your seat podcast Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thank, you. thank you. This was blast. so fun. This was yeah. so, so fun. We could do this again. Anytime. I would tomorrow. love that. Yeah, we'll see you then. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> the us and Dota peeps. We got to yes. stick oh, together. Oh, yeah. Dota has Absolutely. to stay together. I love it. I appreciate you allowing me to come to the Garage Mahal. Yes. Absolutely. This is absolutely awesome. I'm really uh, happy with the setup you guys got and what you guys are doing. You guys sound great. Thank so. you. Thank you. Um, I make them do this. This is really dumb, but I make them do this before gigs and they hate it. But remember how we always go like this? We, we the, the least. least. <laughs> it's really embarrassing, uh, but WTO. WTO. As it. she's WTO. making letters with her fingers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in yes. middle school. It's fine. So a W, a T, and an L. She is a middle school teacher. So, <laughs> yeah. Or elementary? Preschool. Preschool. Yep. I get, man, I went all around yep. and still <laughs> didn't get it right. That's okay. <laughs> yes. All the primary school grades. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, real quick before I let you go. I mean, making music that sounded as good as this album does with normal jobs. You're a teacher. What do you do, Nathaniel? I am an accountant at Star Brockwood Products here in town. Gotcha. So. With the air quotes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for uh, that? Worship and youth director at a church. Okay. Mm -hmm. So to be able to make this, I know you guys had written the songs for years and, you know, it wasn't just a now project, but, you know, doing it and working on it and you've had these jobs while you're doing that as well. Mm. How do you get this together and make it sound like this while you have all these other interests and, you know, you got to pay bills and things like that? Mm -hmm. It's tough, honestly. Like we yeah. have like a, we kind of talk at the beginning of the week. We're like, okay, Monday night we can rehearse this night. We can rehearse. And we have like scheduled like rehearsal times, mm -hmm. but like there's like when we were recording things, like, man, it's nuts. Like we'll drive up on a Friday night after school, meet our producer at the studio at five and then like stay the night at one of my friend's houses up there crank it out get up at 6 a.m and then crank out some more songs the next day mm -hmm. until like five at night and then we come back like it is just like a loaded yeah. weekend for us to record and stuff because we only have our weekends really mm -hmm. um so crazy but like honestly a lot of fun yeah like yeah. we have a lot of fun doing it yeah. and 
we love it so much that it is worth it for, yeah. to us to yeah. have that crazy of a schedule. So yeah, we love it so much, and we—it's not about finding the time; it's about making it, mm-hmm. making the time. Yeah, I know we already said our goodbyes, and then I add on another question. <laughs> That's what I do. That's why you guys don't want to stop doing music. I don't want to stop asking questions and finding out about you. <laughs> yeah, it's how it goes. I love it. Before you guys push me down the steps of the, the garage <laughs> in the hall, I will turn it off now. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thanks. 